Hey guys, welcome back to this week's podcast. Today, we're doing a serious deep dive into parenting and culture. We're questioning everything from the way that we were raised to the mistakes our parents made during their lifetime. All that and more on this week's episode of Young and Curious. I'm your host, Mo Mustafa, and I'm here with... Your co-host, Renima Bajas. Okay, Renima, let's skip the chit-chat and get to it. What's good? How are you doing? Hey, Bestie. I'm doing pretty fucking amazing. You know, it's <laughs> the new year, 2022, yeah. bitches. I'm feeling 22. For all of you guys, obviously, you're already living in 2022, but for us, it is January Yeah, how 1st. is it? How's the future? Yeah, how's the future? Tell us, is, is, did everything go bad, girls? It's just like 2020. <laughs> Girl, is COVID getting worse? I know. Here's the thing I'm scared about. This year started off with Betty White dying at 99 years old. Right. I saw that. I'm like, is that going to be like a foreshadow for how 2020 is going to go? Or 2022 is going to go? Bye. Because like, I'm tired. I'm so done. Like, at this We point, need a I'm good year. Like- we need a year where it's just like, okay, everyone's just doing good. Like, we need another like 2009. I feel like 2009, right. everyone ate shit up. You know what I mean? Like, no one thinks mm-hmm. about 2009. I mean, I looked. I was a little crusty back then. So I don't, I don't really Weren't like. you like three? Yeah. <laughs> she was in the moment. She needed she needed a little help. Goes back to Snapchat memories. Oh my god. <laughs> Me and you are getting really good at this podcast thing. I feel really comfortable, you know, kind of just mm-hmm. like doing it. So I think um honestly for you guys, you're kind of coming on our podcast journey. Like, yes, it's season one. We're still figuring out the loops of this. Like our first episodes might be a little edgy. You know, I'm tr- we're trying with the editing. A little crusty. A little crusty. We're just, you know, finding it's out like, the edges. It's like when you're younger, you're a little crusty, and then like you finally like reach that point where you're like, yeah. Right, you grow is. up. <laughs> you grow up. Yeah, you grow up. You're in your 20s. You guys are growing up with us. I know, right? Oh my god, we're young and curious. Next season will be like old and dumb. Like, I don't know, like we'll figure it out. Old and like, bored. We may go- we have to make a whole new podcast, like adulting. I know, right? Oh, that'd be so everything. Okay. This week's topic. What are we talking about? What are we discussing? Well, first of all, we're talking about culture and parenting, and we're asking pretty tough questions, okay? We're really getting into our childhood here, and we'll be critiquing mm-hmm. the way we were raised. We're going to be asking, did our parents do a good job? Like, did We're they basically do- judging our parents. <laughs> yeah. We're, it's basically American Idol, and the ones performing are going to be our parents, and we're going to eat them up. Yes. Ready with that and Riyadh? Oh. She named. She She said legal document officer. Bye. (laughs) Their full legal name. Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay, you guys. Yes, but for real, we are going to be talking about our parents. And this is a little bit of a tippy subject because everyone has their personal opinion on how to raise kids or whatever. We're not telling you how to raise your kids. We're not telling you that you're a bad parent. We're talking personal experiences. Our parents. Did it work in the situations that we were known? And obviously, we're not going to get into everything. So please take everything with a grain of salt. Okay. So Darnim. Let's get into the background. Let's talk about the environment our parents grew in. I'll start. I have two parents. They are both Arab. They're both Muslim. Arab. Like Arab. Arab. It's not just like Arab. Arab. It's, yeah. Arab. It's we're immigrant. talking like year. They're, we're talking like sand on the booty cheeks Arab. You know what I mean? Like it's we're given. We're talking about camel here. We're talking about. <laughs> Good night. Camel nose. Camel the way we're hair. walking stereotypes. Like I'm tired. <laughs> we are. It's so like we shouldn't be, but we are. We are. Oh my God. This is so off topic. I don't know why this just hit me on the top of my head, but I have to say it. The time that me and you were in LA and we got drunk off of Phil's coffee. Oh my God. <laughs> no, because, okay, we have to explain this because people are going to actually think we got drunk. Yeah. So we there was a drink at Phil's coffee and Mo was mm-hmm. like, wait, hold up. This is, It was called Rosé something. 
Yeah, something Rose. I was like, wait, is it Rose wine? And I was like, wait, yeah, it is. <laughs> so he looks it up, and that shit had fucking Rose in Straight it. wine. Straight wine. And it tasted very bitter when we it drank the whole thing. And when I tell you, okay, I only drink a couple sips. When I tell you, I was in the car, and I look back, and you just see Mo walking in the fucking streets of L.A., like, stumbling. And like, but the thing is, it's so bad, because that's not the first time we, I, I personally accidentally had alcohol. Like, it was that time I went to a Turkish restaurant, and my brother ordered two version mint mojitos. They gave us one for my sister, and the next one they brought out, they gave to me. It smelled weird, but I didn't really think anything of it. I drank mm-hmm. the whole thing. Babe, that has straight alcohol in it. Straight alcohol. I said, oh, oh my God. Oh, no, no. Gotta go, go. I have. I had to meet like an alcohol anonymous meeting like the next day. <laughs> I had to sit down. My name is Muhammad Mustafa. I'm here to talk about my addiction. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, my was God. Really I'm weak. That's so funny. Yeah. But let's get into the environments our parents grew up in. Let's talk about, you know, the countries they grew up in, the environments. So I'll start with my dad. Okay, so my dad is Palestinian, but after the Nakba, my grandparents um, moved to Kuwait. If you don't know what the Nakba is, um, in 1948, over a million Palestinians were pushed out of their homes and ethnically displaced. And that's what happened to Okay, my by the way, our par- his dad is my mom's brother. So this oh, yeah. is basically the story of my mom. Right, right. So we're grandparents, by the way. So like this is, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was a really we're good thing. We're not grandparents, we're cousins. Oh, no, no. oh yeah. <laughs> Girl, why? Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Wait, I'm so sorry. I thought that was so weird for a second. You were like, your your dad is my mom's brother. And I was like, wait, that's true. Like, what? I'm weak. Like, he forgot we're fucking related. I forgot. I thought we were just like cousins. Like, I forgot that that meant like our mom. That's so weird. Our our parents are siblings. But they don't really act like it. Like, if I'm being honest. Right. Like, they don't act like siblings. They act like cousins. Right. Yeah. Wait, that's so weird, Raneem. We're like related. Why? <laughs> the way okay. that just like clicked in his head. Like I know, right? Oh my god. Okay. So my dad again and Raneem's mom, they both grew up in Kuwait. Very, very poor. We're talking 1970s, 1960s era. Okay. So put this 60s, 70s era in Kuwait. Very mm-hmm. poor country. Um, obviously poor, very poor. <laughs> they were poor. We we're talking rags to riches. <laughs> very not the riches though. We just get rags to towels. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> rags to towels. Ragheads to towel heads. We upgraded. What's Both really low good? Key. Um but yeah, so very, very poor and they lived in a village. I don't know what I think they lived in Kuwait City, I'm not sure. But um yeah, so they grew up there for a good my dad grew up there for eighteen years. And then in Kuwait, when you're eighteen you have to join the military. So my dad was like, Mm-mm. so him and his brothers were like, We gotta go, go. They very much fled to Jordan. And my mom, on the other hand, was born in Jerusalem, Palestine. You know, Palestinian girl. She's indigenous. What's really good? Period. She's full Palestinian. Yes, 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 she was. And she was born there and she lived there for a very good chunk of her life. And um, then she moved to New York City, obviously, because it was just not sustainable for them to live there because of the constant threats from illegal Israeli settlers and just mm-hmm. like the harassment they endured on a daily basis. And so they were just like, it's not safe for us to. <laughs> Raise a family here because of the Israeli government's forced ethnic displacement of Palestinians. So they were like, it's time for us to go. So they moved to America. But my grandparents still live in Palestine. So, like, it was just that they moved because of their kids. But they still live mm-hmm. there. They still visit there very frequently. And they go there for, like, three months at a time. You have my um, dad and her name's mom. Kuwait City, poor country. You know, you're talking about an Arab country. They're but Kuwait also, But well, they're Palestinian. They are Palestinian. I like to bring this up. I got told... That I was not Palestinian. I was Jordanian because I was not Jordanian, born in Palestine. Girl, I was Jordanian. 
Jordanian. Jordanian. Shit. Jordanian. Jordanian. You got you got the gist. But anyways, I got told I was not Palestinian because I was born in Jordan. Not true. I was like, not true. First of all, you are a first generation Palestinian refugee. And when we talk Mm -hmm. about Palestinian lineage, we talk about the fact that we are part of the diaspora, meaning that we are Palestinian lineage and we don't have the opportunity to be living in Palestine because of the forced ethnic spaces that are happening. So So, I kind of got pissed about that and I was like, We are very much. Do not try to tell me what my ethnicity is. But if we're talking about Kuwait and Raneem's mom and my dad, you have to understand that in Kuwait, if you're born there, your citizenship depends on the citizenship of your parents. Obviously, Raneem's mom and my dad, obviously their parents were born in Palestine. So they Mm -hmm. had Palestinian citizenships. So not Kuwaiti citizenship. So they were very much recognized as Palestinian citizens. Now you take into consideration that our parents had Palestinian citizenships. You know, I feel like I feel like we should bring our parents on a podcast. That'd be kind of funny. Hell no. That'd be kind of fun. Girl, no. I'm kidding. Do you think my dad even knows we have a podcast? I don't think he knows. (laughs) The awkward silence. I think he he knows, but he doesn't like know. I don't think he cares. Well, I did tell my mom. My mom doesn't even know. My mom just thinks that we just do this for fun. My mom just thinks (laughs) it's like this is like something we do. (laughs) She probably thinks you're so weird, like talking to yourself in the morning. (laughs) She probably just walked in. Did you not see her (laughs) walk in earlier? She probably wants to watch this. She stands there for a good like two minutes. Look at you. Fled a war for this. She's like, I fucking risked my life for this. For my. She walks into the name's room and just sees her talking to a microphone for 30 minutes. (laughs) Guys, I'm depressed. I have trauma. (laughs) Welcome to Young and Curious. She's like, bitch, I fucking left my country for this. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god. Okay. My dad was telling me the story where he was trying to like just show me like how bad when they were talking about the financial situation, they didn't have enough money for shoes to the point where my dad would make shoes out of mud and clay so that his feet wouldn't get burned in the summers because that's how oh hot it was. Oh, Yeah. I was like, oh, so you was really poor. Like the joints was out. You know what that reminds me of? You know like how like parents like be over-exaggerating their trips to school? Right. Oh my, but here's the thing. I think that what, that what that really, really showed me was there's a difference between being American poor and foreign poor. Mm-hmm. American poor, I was thinking like, oh, they was on food stamps, on welfare, you know. Why? We were no. on food stamps. I remember We were. Mm-hmm. But what's it called? When we talk about my parents being poor, we're talking about no shoes poor. We're talking mm-hmm. about, oh, like UNICEF was giving them food type of poor. Right, like, yeah. They were, we're poor. Like really. Yeah, we're talking like they were in the ads for like the send money to families. Like they were, the, their picture was in the ads. Like that, that I'm not even joking. Like oh it was God. like that bad. <laughs> you know, they were in the UNICEF ads. Like that's how bad it was getting, y'all. It's. So they, well, I feel like if we look through like old newspapers, we see like our parents or like yeah. our grandparents. Yeah, like a picture of them, just like help families. Five dollars today. We'll Vietnam massage. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> stop! I'm tired, Janine. Like I can't handle this. <laughs> Your mom walks in. It's just you talking to yourself again. <laughs> this is no, a crackhead episode. This is a this crackhead is. episode. No, because like genuinely, like the way she looked at me was so concerning. Like, like the she posture. Con- she opened the door, the hand on the hip, and she was like, ah. like girl. She, no, she literally. She was like this. Like her face was genuine concern. My dad, when they moved to Jordan, my grandpa started opening these business enterprises to kind of you know like try to build his family up financially. So he took a lot building of building them risks. up after he broke them. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but my grandpa was a very, very smart businessman. He opened he a lot was. of business ventures. He opened a hotel. He tried like really working. He was working three jobs. Like, he was really doing it to try to like really grow for his family. And so he was trying his best. And of course, my grandma was at home. Very, it was a very traditional conservative family. And so my grandma was at home taking care of the kids. And that was kind of like the mindset that they grew up in. My grandpa, thankfully, was able to garner some financial success to kind of like build his family up. And they were doing. He bought us well. a whole bus. He man bought yeah. us a whole bus. But like you have to take into consideration, we weren't rich. We were just middle class like you have yeah, to take that like, very high we were good we were good for being foreign like in yeah the, for like, foreign countries we were like middle class but when you convert that to like american economy we were poor you know what i mean we we're still poor right yeah. but like in a foreign country we were doing pretty well like we were able to afford rent and like get food like that's all that mattered you know what i mean mm-hmm. yes yeah, so my, my dad's my grandpa started building up like some financial success and so my dad was like okay well i'm gonna go to school for two years to law school and then i'm gonna go to the u.s so my dad went to law school but he never finished. And then he ended up moving to America, opening a few stores, you know, trying to be like, okay, what state should we move to? I don't know why he chose Ohio. He went to three different states. Right. Hold up, because I have a nit to pick with your father about the state he chose. Because actually, it wasn't him. Well, no, no, no. He was the one who, no, no, no. He was the one who chose Ohio. But like, yes, we had family who was already in (gasps) Ohio. But my dad was the one who was like, let's settle here. I think Hmm. we could have been in the city. Or we could have lived. No, no. The the beach. The second, the second option was either Charlotte, South Carolina, or New York City. Those were the two options, other than Ohio. Yeah, because they were like the best. We could have been in the city. Mm-hmm. Well, the only reason they chose those was because if we were to move to New York, we would probably be living in like New Jersey. You know what I mean? But we'd be close to New York. We'd be living in like the suburbs of New Jersey because that's obviously where a lot of immigrants went. Because you know Patterson is a huge area community. I'm or tired. Charlotte, South Carolina, because I think like the real estate was really good at the time. So we would be living like right next to like the South Carolina beach, like Charlotte Beach and stuff like that, which would have been so nice. But there's OBX, a lot of like we would have been in the oh, no, 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 actually, no, 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 because Charlotte, North Carolina, South Carolina, that's where the KKK Nazi rally happened during the oh, Trump. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, we're good. Well, we cancel Mark. North Carolina, but like New York, New I Jersey, know. like New New Jersey, technically for me is just like New York, but like poor. Like that's what I think of New Jersey. I'm just like it's like it's like right. a sad but, like, poor cousin to New York. Right, but like I like I'm so mad now. Like I'm just maybe mad. I know you guys. We're just gonna sit in silence for a second and just like really take into consideration that we could we could have been city girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, we could have been sitting... Like, guys, you don't understand. We're in, like, bumfuck Ohio. But also, don't you think that if we were to move to the city, how, like, different we would have turned out? Like, do you think we would have turned out worse? Because we would lived in such a quiet place. No, like, nothing think... happens here. Nothing happens here. The city's always moving no, yeah. around. Yeah, I feel like it'd be so much different. I feel like we'd have more, like, trauma. I think we would have more stories. Like, we would be going out. Mm-hmm. 100%. Actually, or, or, wait... I think going up the city, I think our parents would have been even more strict on us and we would never have been able to go out. Right. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like since we're in a small town. Small town girl. Okay, let's get back to the topic. Okay. So- <laughs> Like, you have to understand that our parents grew up during war. And a lot of times we don't realize that. But our parents experienced war, y'all. Like, that shit's crazy to me when I think about it. Like, our parents heard bombs. Our parents heard that shit. Like, that's that really scares me because I'm like, right. wow. We'll never truly understand what they went through, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, we can, like, we can, like, try to understand. We'll never completely understand the mental, the physical, and just, like... Psychological, even. Like, really, like, right. how was it for them growing up? Like, simple things like, you know... Girl, girls get their first period, but how is that different when you're in a fucking war zone? Or boys when they try to right. like 
you know, go, go to school and all those different all those different experiences, your first right. times with everything. It's, imagine it in like the worst environment. I remember going back to my grandma's house. That's not the house that they lived in when they were little, but still going back and seeing her house. Like my parent, my grandma lived in a back alley. Mm. It was literally a back alley. And it was like this, like just this tiny, like just little, like house cottage. Like, was, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it wasn't even a cottage; it was like a building. And she literally lived in like the back alley, and like my. It's like a cereal box. Like she was. Like... <laughs> and it no, was, like... you know what you mean. No, yeah, yeah but it yeah, was like yeah. seeing it. I was like, oh my god! So like, yeah. I actually got to see, and it was a very bad neighborhood. I remember like literally being scared. Like we went there. At you night, went recently, I... right? Like you visited yeah. recently. My aunt still lives there. My my grandma moved out. My grandma was. She's living lavish now. Yeah, she said, come on. It's so scary because I remember like the first time I went there, it was at night. We had just gone back from the airport and there was a bunch of drunk men and it was oh just, God. it was scary. And it was just like, like being in a back uh, alley like that. I was like, y'all have not seen shit. drunk, like scary drunk till you've seen an Arab man drunk. That's just scary. Right. I was over well, here, I was that like, reminds me, like you said, you're visiting like your parents' home and I visited my actual home. So I am Burkawi, which means I am from Burka, Nablus, Palestine. Um and obviously yeah. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Berkey <laughs> I got the whole song don't worry so yeah so obviously being part of the diaspora a lot of people don't get the privilege of being able to not even the privilege the right of return to be able to right. visit their home cities and I was the only one out of all of my siblings that actually got the opportunity to go visit my um home city of Burka when I was 13 years old on my birthday on my birthday. <gasps> Oh my yeah. god, that's so cute. So it was like my dad's birthday gift to me. We were in Jordan at the time and we crossed over to go into our city. It was a really, really tough trip, you guys. Like, I'm still like really hesitant about telling the whole story because a lot of things happened on that trip, but it was like over a six hour drive from where we were with my grandma's house in Palestine at the West Bank and crossing the West Bank borders to go into Burkina Faso. Like, it was a right. really tough trip, mm-hmm. but 100% I would do it again. And we had to go over multiple checkpoints. And once we got there, y'all, like, it was just straight tears for everybody that was in the car because it was Aww. just like you know we saw all these kids my dad was like running into people that like his dad knew and like you know what arabs are such a close-knit community like, right you know everyone. so like my dad was running into people my dad saw the um store that my grandpa used to run as a kid or help run when he was a kid while mm-hmm. he lived there it was like a little like um Dukana, aka convenience store aka bodega right. it was a little store right there and so we were just like walking around obviously a lot of it was torn by the israeli government completely destroyed in shambles Dukana's in foreign countries are like are so much different than they're kind of elite they, because they are the selection darling it's giving luxury it's giving right. hotel service <laughs> it's giving like the candy there that should be different that should be hit and different this is, you have to understand there's a difference between a convenience store in america and a convenience store in the middle it's middle east or palestine specifically maybe everywhere hold up maybe everywhere, everywhere. Maybe like and in it's the not little, little alley or like the little, little alleys way. and the, you have to understand like the difference is in america they know what's gonna hit skittles you know snickers right. they give them to you oh okay but you have to understand in the Middle East and Palestine, they had to make sure that their store was it so they can make money for the family. Every store had a different selection. Every store. And you had to make sure that it was it. The candies have to be it. It has to be stocked. Right. Everything has to be it because you have to bring money back to your family or like you literally will not survive. So like when you go in there. Like this right here might have like something different. But this Dukana over there might have like a whole Things imported from like Spain. You uh, is given Imported authentic. from England. <laughs> <laughs> so from like Spain. you walk in and there's a whole selection from like different you know what we call places and so um we were just walking through the city and i was just looking and i was just like wow and i met so many amazing He's people and, yeah but i'm not gonna lie i was a Material bit upset at my dad because i wanted to take my sister but it was too dangerous for my sister and my brother 
to come because my, oh not my brother my cousin to come because um my sister obviously is dangerous because she's a girl and just like the way that the israeli government would treat girls at the checkpoints is just not safe right and then my yeah. cousin was just way too young so obviously i had did have to spend my birthday without my family i guess but i was also with my family if that makes sense like i was with my ancestors mm-hmm. in a way like yeah. i was really able to touch the land that my grandpa was born on i was able to touch it's, the land it was I just like I, wow it's so sad not having not being able to have that feeling like yeah imagine, like you're so privileged to have that i mean but that's the thing it's not a privilege it's a right that we are stripped right. of that we're derived yeah. of it was really just like a euphoric moment where i sat there and i was like girl this is how i know from the day that i die I, we will be screaming free palestine because this is what we fight for right here girl i was touching that Period. dirt i was touching that dirt. i was gonna put it in ziploc bags i'm bringing this home with me i'm taking it <laughs> bring, with me bring it home i'm taking it with me yeah taking my but, ancestors back with me <laughs> right y'all coming with me hold on girl we're gonna rebuild it somewhere else <laughs> but um Bye. yeah it was like a very like eye-opening experience but we're gonna get into in this podcast we're gonna be talking about you know we just talk about the backgrounds of our families we're gonna be talking about really did our parents do a good job like yes they had hard upbringings yes it was very very difficult but in the face of the biggest challenges they would experience in their life which was having many many kids did they do a good job <laughs> All our yeah. parents, like all our aunts and uncles and parents, they all had more than four kids. Or more than well, three kids. one of them had three kids. The other one had five kids. And then the rest had like more than six, seven, eight. So Ranim's mom had five kids. My mom had seven mm-hmm. kids because she's a psychopath. Oh, you have to understand also that that was like the norm. You know what I mean? To have that yeah. many kids. We came to like America and I was over here like, yeah, I have four siblings. And they're like, bitch, what? I have oh my one. God. Right. The second I would be like, I have seven siblings. They'd be like, oh my God, what do you have like a zoo at home? Right. Oh. I'm like, I'm sorry. And, like, like, and I'd be like, oh, um, I have like a hundred cousins. And I'd be like, bitch, <laughs> hold up. What? Like you're lying. I'm like, my family picture. Like, I'm like the only cousin. I'm like, oh, that's That's weird. so weird. They'd be like, I have one brother and like literally like one cousin. I'm like, how do you have one cousin? Or they'll cousin? be like, I have no cousins. I'm like, how do you huh? live? I how know, you, right? Who do you rant to? Like, <laughs> what is going on? We don't have friends. On? We just have cousins. Like, that's the thing right. that people don't understand. We literally grew up with like literally 60, 70 cousins at all times. And just our immediate family. If you expand that to second cousins, now you're talking 100 to 200. You expand that to fourth cousins, now we're talking it's, like thousands and thousands of people. We like, have it's so many family members that during Thanksgiving, we have five fucking turkeys. Five? Huh? Yeah. It's like we're five, talking, six. We're talking immediate family. There is less than 60 people just in this, what's it called, Thanksgiving gathering. We have to rent out mm-hmm. whole banquets. And we're, right. we're talking just 60, 70 people immediate. We're talking literally aunts, uncles, their kids. That's it. We're not talking anybody else. We expand that. We're talking weddings. You're looking at nearly a thousand to two thousand people. I'm tired of them. <laughs> so we're gonna be asking these questions, and me and you are just gonna bounce off each other and answer these questions. Hey. So Denise, pros and cons of the way our parents challenged us. What do you think about the way our parents challenged us? You want so, me to rephrase that? Yeah, like, what do you mean by challenge? Like, how they raised us? Like, how, like... By challenged, I mean, like, were we ever intellectually challenged? Were we ever maybe challenged to get a job? Were we ever challenged to do better? Um, were mm-hmm. we ever challenged to do better at school? Like, how did our parents, pros and cons, ever challenge us? Um, I know my parents challenged me to always try to be better. To always, In school, like, it was always, like, be better, be better. What's it called? Don't settle for less. Be better. Do this, do that. You need you need to grow up. You need to go to college. Right, right. And I think also, need... like, that's a lot something that, like, immigrants deal with. Okay. Um. Okay. 
Oh What's God, going can on? I just share Hold this? on. Can we just can we just gather our thoughts? What just happened? We <laughs> me and Raheem just stood at each other and looked at each other for 20 seconds in complete silence, just like yeah. <laughs> because uh -huh. I like forgot. Hello. <laughs> I like totally forgot what we were talking about. I was like, I went blank for a second. I was like, wait, hold up. Let me re re. I did confuse like... you. I was like, can you lower the volume on your AirPods? Okay. He go said ahead. e calm. He said e calm. I was like, oh yeah, fuck? sorry, it was a typo. <laughs> okay, this morning my brother goes. This family is a team. We all put in effort. Mm. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, that's right. Moe? Like this. Yeah, Mo. <laughs> How'd you know? He'd be always no, be saying so shit. Swab's not gonna say nothing like that. But I was like thinking about that. I was like, like yeah, growing up. Everyone in my family, like, I know, like, talking, like, personal, like, my family, mm. everyone had a job, and we all knew it. We all, it was, like, siblings. Like, we all knew what we had to do to help our parents to make life as easy as, possible, as it could yeah. possibly get. Mm. It's always, like, don't be, don't be a burden. burden. Ooh! Always don't yes. be a burden to your parents. It was always work better, try harder. It was always try to get into college so you can make money mm. to help your parents. It was always, yeah. it was never like, it was never like, oh, okay, my parents, my parents got me. They can pay for my tuition. It was always right. like, you need to do that yourself. You need to try to find, because what if one day my parents are like, oh, I'm really sorry, but like, we need this for like rent. We need this for like, mm. it's always like, I need to, I need to understand that one day I'm going to have to step up and I'm going to have to do that. I know I have You're just going to have to be independent. You're just going to have to be independent right. because growing up in an immigrant household, babes, yeah, it's not giving yeah. your parents have I, like, saw my brothers, like, give you. Yeah. saw my dad working from freaking, like, 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. Yeah. Like, every yeah. single day. Okay, let me tell you the story. My dad, one day, he randomly got me, my mom, my, my little brother, and my sister. And he was like, okay, guys, pick from these, these envelopes. And mind you, my dad had been working every single day for, like, oh. nine years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he was, like, starting to get to the point where he was wanting to retire. Of course, so of course. he he comes up and maybe I'll pick an envelope and inside there was money and we were like why are you giving this to us he was like these are all my tips from from since I started <gasps> working he was no. like I've been saving all of them to give them to you guys and when I tell you I was like about to cry like this no man, instead of using that money for himself he had been saving those tips to give to us stop i'm gonna cry no because it was like i was like i was like as a little oh kid, I was like, what the oh like bestie i want to give you a virtual hug oh thanks bestie <laughs> but no like Aww. i was like you see your dad struggle like that and my dad's now retired and honestly mm -hmm. like like i was like you deserve that you had been working your ass off every right. single day from 6 a.m to 12 a.m yeah yeah and the thing is like for me the thing that that reminds me of was the time that my dad has worked whenever he came to america he opened up a shop he worked at that shop mm -hmm. for six years Close that shop down, open a bigger shop. Mind you, who's working right. a different job at this time. So he was working two jobs and then opened this bigger store and ran this store and he's still running it for 26 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Y'all, I'm not, I don't, I've never even lived for 26 years. Our parents, all they know is work. All they know is. Oh, no. oh my God. Yes. That's a good point because literally my dad is a workaholic. I'm telling you, this man has worked in this place for 26 years right. and worked every single day from 9 a.m., 8 a.m. till 9 p.m. It's and always business moves, always money. Like, the one day that he has off a week, Sundays, he comes home and he starts doing lawn work. He starts cleaning the kitchen. I'm tired. I'm like, Go to bed. I'm tired. Right. Like, like, I'm tired it? for you. Right. But yeah, so there was this one time where my dad had taken me and my sister to this, like, um, one of his friend's shops. He was grabbing something and dropping something off. And me and my sister had saw, like, a toy at that store. And we were like, like, we want to get it. We want to get it. We want to get it. You know, we're kids. We don't really know. And right. 
it was like the goo thing that you like throw at the wall and it like sticks and you can, I'm like, tired. I love those things. And um the way that's like something you guys would actually want. I know, <laughs> right? And so my dad was like, No, 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 not, not right now, because he was very busy like trying to get the guy the stuff, so he didn't want to like, you know, sit there or whatever. We were being really annoying. And so me and my sister were like the biggest fit, and my dad got really upset. Like when he, he, he saw that we got very sad. And so we got in the car. And the next week we go to his store and my dad had literally opened up like this new section in his little like toy spot. And he bought us that same toy. Like he ordered it from the manufacturer and everything. And he gave it to me, my sister. And he was like, here, he was like, next time, just ask me. You don't have to get upset. And I was just like, Aww. you work nine to nine. When did you have the time to do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I don't like saying this, but for a good chunk of our lives, we really grew up with our mom because mm-hmm. like we didn't see our dads that much. And it's not their fault. Right. They really tried, but it was just hard because they were always working. My, me and my dad's sister was always like talking about like Dean and like talking about like right. new things, new projects that we want to do. It's not like it's not like the father daughter relationship that like these like you see on good luck charlie like yeah it's like my heart hurts this boy just broke my heart dad like no, can you beat him like, up? like no it's like bubba how how am i how am i gonna fix this how am i gonna put my tv up like it's always right. that stuff. it's like bubba <laughs> right. can you come build this for me right, right i had been wanting to put it up <laughs> rampage rampage coming <laughs> rampage because this is so cute and so one day i had like come back from like a meet from for, for my statting and I'd come back and it was up and I was like I was about to cry because I was like oh my god like you did Aww. that for me as a surprise oh that's so like, cute do you think who do you think more, more strict than you though your mom or your dad my mom oh me too me but too that's because like my dad is like very like I don't know he's like strict when he needs to be but on certain never, things yeah but he's never like he's I don't he's go like chill like, he's like yeah chill. I never go to yeah I never go to my dad to be like Baba can I go out this place that's always my mom right like here's my thing my dad catches me with like weed or something it's a problem obviously but mm-hmm. like if i spill juice on the table he's gonna be like can you go get a napkin we'll clean it up my mom would be like yeah ah! like girl she's gonna start <laughs> yelling like, i just cleaned this oh my god like i'm like oh my god here we go you know what i mean it's like my mom has been like always more strict on me but like she ha- my mom had to be like mind you she was raising seven kids practically by herself right for- mind you when we lived mind you- okay Obviously, I also lived in Jordan. And when I lived in Jordan, like I told you guys, my dad was in America opening a store. So, like, we didn't see him for, like, months at a time because he was in America working. So, my mom was Mm -hmm. literally raising us. And when I tell y'all we were horrible kids, seven kids, and we were monsters, (laughs) my mom had no choice but to be strict. Like, you have to be in bed by 8. You have to be up by 10. You take a shower. You go, like we had no choice like it was really like survival for us yeah i feel like the, we're gonna get into like what were some of the good aspects of parenting that we learned from how our parents ra- raised us and also the bad aspects and what we're gonna carry on with us as parents <laughs> so i think for me one of the good aspects that i've learned about parenting from my parents is like just being patient. Like, my parents are very patient. It's not always my mom, but, like, my dad especially. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very... You have to be very patient with kids. Because we'd be so annoying. Can we go with our friends? Can we go right. with our friends? Like, girl, shut the fuck up before I punch you. Ugly <laughs> face. But, yeah. So, what are some of, like, the good aspects of parenting that you've seen, like, your mom do or your dad do that you're like, hmm, wait a minute. She kind of ate with that. Like, wait, this is kind of good. Right. Mm, I'm going to get a little bit more of this. But what do you think is, like, some of the good aspects of parenting that you've seen your mom or dad do? Um, okay, so my mom personally, she's very good at my mom's very straight up. Right, yeah, she she'll is. She'll tell you when you're she'll tell you when like you're wrong you're in the wrong. She'll like she's not scared. She's very and blunt. I feel like, yeah, and I feel like that's a very good aspect to have as a parent is to not be afraid to tell when tell your child when they're in the wrong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
And like my dad? Oh, hold up. I need a minute for that one. <laughs> well, I feel like your dad's very kind. Like, it's just like the random acts of kindness. You know what I mean? Dad, yeah, he's very good. He's very good at like dialing down situations, but he's also, but he also has anger issues. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you blame him? He's literally like a refugee. Like, I don't know what like right. you want. Um, I think for me, with, when it comes to my mom, it's the same thing as your dad. Like, there was that one time where. I got so upset with my mom because she wouldn't let me make hot dogs. And I was going on a field trip the next day and I didn't want to get the school lunch. So I was like, I just want to make hot mm-hmm. dogs, put some chips and make my lunch. And she had just finished cleaning the kitchen after a very long day. We had guests over. She literally just finished cleaning the kitchen. I could have easily told her to do it early and I didn't because I forgot, which is my fault. So I went to her. It's literally 11 at night. We're all about to knock out. I'm like, well, I'm going to make hot dogs. And she's like, no. Like, I just cleaned the kitchen. No. And It's always the damn kitchen. I know. We got to a whole fight and I was like, whatever. I literally cannot right now. And I just ran upstairs to my room like a little brat. And the next morning I wake up with a full lunch packed with two hot dogs in a lunch bag on the oven, ready for me to go in the morning. And I was just Bye. like, my parents might not express to us verbally, like I love you, whatever, A, B, C, and D, but they right. do it through their actions. And that's something I learned from my mom. Like you don't have to always just be like, I love you, which is a good thing. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But I'm saying sometimes mm-hmm. actions do speak louder than words. You know what I mean? Right. When my sister would be like, okay, Danim, like don't ask anything. Don't ask anything of mom, Baba. Like right. we're trying to save money. And I'll be like, right. okay. And I like wouldn't ask them for anything. Like there was days where that happened. And it was like. I would feel so guilty. I would feel like a whore. Right. When the field trip came around, you have to ask them $7. Oh, I felt like a whore. I felt like a whore. I felt like a a stripper. I would go around and be like, I get $7 in this bitch. Like, oof, it was bad. The time my dad was on the news. Let's not get into it. I don't want to talk about it. But the da- oh I, don't God, I don't even want to get into it. I don't even want to get into it. Don't. Because I don't even like, want to get into it. People are going to look that shit up. My dad was in the news, y'all. That shit was so funny. What do you mean the fuck I saw the toy? I said, oh my God. I said, oh my God, Jesus. What do you think about being part of the new generation, quote unquote, since our siblings think that we literally get it the best? Like, our no whitewash. one ever. I did get it easy. Like, if we're talking about it, like. No, your brother got it easy. Brothers? Your younger brother. Right. Your younger brother got was everything. literally fed on a fucking silver platter. I'm going to snatch that shit. Uh, what do you mean, silver? Fresh. Gold. That boy was gold. gold platinum. Platter. He still gets food up in his room served to him. <gasps> By who? By me. You, you serve him food? Yeah. How old is he again? Please tell the audience. He's nine. Oh my. Wait, he's God. as old? Okay, we've been here for 11 years. He's almost as old as how long we've been in America. Wow. 9 11. You've been here for 11 <laughs> years. He's nine. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> Okay, so when I was younger, we live when we lived in Jordan, we were poor. Like we were poor. Like, <laughs> we were so poor. It wasn't it wasn't like Barbie in the dream house, girl. It was like it was like tardy in the <laughs> in in the fucking greenhouse. Like <laughs> Not the greenhouse. We didn't even retire the analogies. We're sick of it. <laughs> you know, it was like, given No, it was given Stranger what? Things in a hotel, motel six. Right. In but it wasn't like you party. know those like Barbie dolls that you get from like the dollar store, those like cheap ass Barbie dolls? Right. That's what it was giving. That's literally what it was no, giving. It's not giving Barbie. It's giving Barbie and the fuck house. Okay, that's what it's giving. Actually, Barbie the and Mahmoud. That's what it was Oy, giving. I'm tired. <laughs> but yeah, it was very much given poverty. So go ahead, tell us. What aspects did you get worse versus what did your siblings get worse? So personally, I got to <laughs> go to America and be educated in America. And I 
and I had it easy because I was I was right off the bat like speaking English. I learned English right. so fast because I was so young. Right, right, right. My siblings, on the other hand, they were in high school. So your brother does school. still to this day does not know how to speak English. I'm sorry, <laughs> like he still he, struggles with that. Shit. He be stuttering a little bit, but it's okay. He's getting there. So funny. But no, and. <laughs> Like my parents too. Like I saw, I went to, I went to English school. I went to like learning English with my mom. I went to her classes with her. Right, right. Like yeah. I was over here, like three years old, with my little Barbie doll. Like my name is the name of house. Like, this is, this <laughs> your is mom's Sally. like, what's she saying? What's she saying to me? You're like, mom. She's talking about the Barbie doll. <laughs> right. And like no, because I literally distinctly remember going to a class with my mom and like being in a circle with a bunch of like immigrant girl like ladies, <laughs> and then my mom's next to me, and they were going around the circle like introducing themselves, and I was over Aww. here with like my little Barbie doll. You know, I had to. You know, I was the one who helped your mom study for the immigrant citizenship test. I did not know that actually. We were at our aunt's house, Yusuf's mom's house, and we were sitting in the kitchen at her old house. And your mom had the big ass booklet, not even on the computer. It was literally a booklet. And we were sitting there, and she's like, "Okay, George Washington, what's he do?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Auntie, the question isn't even about presidents. It's literally about states. Like, where did you get Bye. George Washington from? Like <laughs> California, the New York." I had to take that test. I oh, had to yeah? do that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You did. Um, I, remember, no, no. I remember my aunt asking me, like, "Girl, do you know that you know the national anthem?" And I was like, "Bitch, Girl, what?" I helped literally four of our family members with that test. I helped Thotic pass. Period. Your mom. I have so many of our siblings. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, I want to retire Bye. the tutor. Like, the whole tutor. Literally, I, but, I I did such a good job with our cousin though because he literally passed with flying colors. But it was my parents not allowing me to to be friends with Americans because yeah. they were so afraid i was gonna be white. also but and- this the thing is our parents didn't know that americans could be like other than white like when they first came to america right. especially where we were they were like everyone here is like white christian and we are muslim and arab and we are not going to integrate because this is scary you know right. like so we obviously were very much held back because our parents didn't want us to interact with these kids because a lot of the time they were bad influences they wanted to smoke mm-hmm. they wanted to drink. and I'm, i understand that but like i was also three years old and this little three-year-old girl was not about to tell me to come drink right. wine Right. Ah, like, uh, well, I'm not joking. <laughs> well, I think my story time that I'm going to be telling today is the first time I saw my mom get in a fight in public in America. My mom. Swinging. I talked about she this got, in Tomahawk. She got butter in her hijab. She be swinging. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got, um, I talked about this in the Trauma Hood episode, but my mom has a lot of social anxiety. She doesn't really like get loud in public, but there was this one mm-hmm. instance where it was when we first came to America. I was like, 11-ish years old it was a few years into it and we were at a kroger aka it's like a popular shopping center here and my mom parked and the lady right next to us was just like backing out and i opened the door because we were getting out of the driving spot to go into the store you know we were literally like leaving so i opened the door and i I accidentally like very gently tapped the car next to us like it wasn't even a scratch or anything wait and same exact thing that happened and so the lady was like your son bashed my car he dented my door i'm what? calling the police you raghead go back to your country get the fuck out of here you 9-11 doer what the fuck are you doing here the- this lady was literally psychotic my mom was trying to contain it she was like get back in the car my mom gets out and she was like literally snaps her knuckles she was just like all right bitch okay <laughs> i came to this motherfucking country i'm gonna beat your ass with your ugly ass my hey, yeah. better than you will ever do with your nappy ass head i don't know with your big ass fucking gap in your teeth look like the fucking she got that nice chiffon though she got that nice chiffon my mom ate her the fuck up productively Period. and the police showed up and they arrested the lady for public indecency how would your parents react if you came home with a bag of weed in your backpack 
bitch they wouldn't even react they'd just be digging my grave it was it it literally be like i walk in the fucking front door they smell the weed they grab me by the hair and they shove me in my grave like i'm pretty sure it's already dug up i'm pretty sure it's already like pre pre dug up like it's ready for me to make it came pre-made with the house they just bought right. like i'm tired like it's probably like somewhere like around you know like how like we have like a big like yeah like, yeah thing in the backyard yeah probably- six feet in right Seven it has my name here. on it they have the tombstone and everything everything's printed out they're just ready to put you in there oh my god yeah right. I, I i got that question because i feel like a lot of people were curious because again arab parents come on a spectrum there's literally kids that we know that do drugs and their parents kind of know but right. they don't really like get into it however our parents are very strict on it and if we came home with even smelling like weed i feel like it would be the end of our lives darling <laughs> But to wrap up this episode, you know, in spite of the new year, in celebration of 2022, me and Anima are going to be talking about our New Year's resolutions as our final segment. Hey. Woo! Okay, Anima, what are some of your New Year's resolutions for the year of 2022? Um, okay, so I would like to get my stamina up because... Stamina? Yeah, I know. You, you know, bitch, be fucking breath. She be... Can't be breathing. <laughs> she be gasping for air going up the Are you stairs. serious? Yes, because I'm doing track this year. Oh, that's such a weird thing for you to say. Because I was like, that's the last thing I was expecting you to say. Get my stamina up. Okay, period. Okay. And I also would like, you know, start going to the gym more. Start having a healthy lifestyle. Getting up in the morning. Chloe Tang. Not Chloe Tang. Bye. I'm done with her. I'm so because that two week ab shred. Why? Because that should be hurting. <laughs> Girl, it's the guys in this workout. We will not be having a break, so we're gonna go straight into these crunches. I'm like, girl. I don't know how homegirl does it. I don't know how to do it, but yes. Yeah, so, um, for me, my New Year's resolutions. I actually have them written down, but my New Year's Hi. resolutions. She it even hates me. She thinks I'm such like a spoiled, not a spoiled, but like such like a preppy is that the word no i think that you're very organized and i hate you for it yeah she does i hate that he i hate that he's fucking organized he like writes in he's like a journal he writes in it he's mo is what i want to fucking be and i can't girl bye i'm a fucking slob like my room (laughs) is disgusting right now no i think me and anim both see something in each other that we both like kind of want to grow in like i feel like anim is more of like a capricorn like she gives that energy where it's like yeah girl i walk in i get that shit done on the spot like five minutes for me i need that shit planned like (laughs) i need that shit planned like i need his life his life is very planned out my life is very like in the moment like whatever right but um so for my new year's resolutions i do a lot about like social media but also about like my mental health so obviously i want to get more active on youtube i want to successfully relaunch young and curious this year you guys will be a test to that i want to do more stand-up comedies because it's what i really love to do i did my first one in october this year which was so so much fun that's what we thought you were going to do for the rest of your life remember yeah i know that i was always, used to always talk about it i know i just love it so much it was so much fun um Period. i need need to go to new york again i've been to new york twice this year already i need to go to new york again in 2022 Next time i'm going because that was fake of you but i told you i dragged your sister through the mud you guys were the fake ones i don't want to hear about it next anyways um, i need to go to new york i'm graduating high school this year and i turn 18 oh my god You're crazy i graduate when you turn 18 you graduate july. july i graduate in may but i turn 18 in july like Think about that, Anim. I graduated this year. But you like, graduated oh when you were 17. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Uh, you I could always say I graduated when I was 17. That's my resume. Okay. I very, very much want... Uh, the, you know what's so funny? I put New Year's resolutions for 2022. I said free Palestine. That shit gonna be free this year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
like I feel like all of us should have put free Palestine and then it would yeah. like come true. Ooh, I said up. um start career in acting because I've been doing a lot of auditions this year. I did land one audition, but I ended up not being able to wait, do it with my parents. Wait, so okay, do you remember that video you posted on your Snapchat story? It was you eating that burger. What burger? You were eating that vegan burger? <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I yeah. tell you, when I saw it, because I know you hate it. Oh, yeah, I told you I hated it. And then I, I had to repost it for the promo. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, this is the best acting I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. Tell me I'm not good. I'm not natural. No, because you're so good. Because he was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And I was like, no, it's not. But Let me tell you guys what happened. This vegan truck stopped me in the middle of the streets of Chicago. Okay. And they were like, try our fungi grown beef sausage or whatever. And I was like, okay. And mind you, I'm literally on camera and it wasn't paid. It wasn't a promotion or anything, but I would like make a joke of it and saying that it is. But I was like on the spot and I was like trying again. I didn't want to be an asshole on camera. So I'm just like, mm, this is good. And I was literally it's an like, actor. Mm, it's really good. I really gave you all actor. I gave you all actress. It was really, really giving he you all He was giving us Joey King year. But yes, those are some of my New Year's resolution goals. But let's talk about the let's start Monday energy that we're leaving in 2021. Y'all bitches want to talk about I need to start working out. Oh, I'll start Monday. No, start with the fuck now. Go the now. You just called me the fuck out. I'm <laughs> you do that? The let's start Monday energy? Um, I don't no kind of i'm like i'm more like oh oh wait i ate a burger today let me do that let me work out because procrastination is your worst enemy in 2022 actually i literally just got a text from my friend saying want to go to the gym tomorrow i was about to really <laughs> this is making me not want to decline um let's you know, just actually, away from that. what i want to do this year is i want to get my fucking license yeah me too i'm sick of being drove around actually i kind of like having a chauffeur my mom bye no i'm so sick of <laughs> i'm so sick of going having to go to every single fucking family member to take me to to Kroger. Like, or, I'm to so our house. tired. Oh my god, the waiting would be at our house every day. Right, like, I'm so tired <laughs> of this. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I need a car. Like, I'm the kind of person who's like, I can't yeah. depend on people. I'm the kind of person, my mindset is, if you can't, if someone can't do it, do it yourself. Like, if they You're can- such a Capricorn! Okay, sorry. Right. Like, if you, they don't do it, do it yourself. Like, it won't get right. done unless you do it. Like, it won't get done right unless you do it. Girl, y'all be walking around here doing your New Year's resolutions, talking about some, I'm going to save the world from poverty. I'm going to build every homeless man a home. I'm going to end world hunger. I'm going to end war-, war. No. It's like, bitch, shut up. Let's build small and build up. Let's start small. Right. Okay, but not you putting free Palestine. Oh, true, but that's like different. <laughs> <laughs> that's so different. Do you see like it's like workout, you know, every but day. Honestly, or, like, stuff like free that. Palestine could be taken as like try to like protesting, try to, marching. Yeah, try to like post more about Palestine or try to like advocate right. more Palestine like related right, 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 issues. Right, right, right. Just really like spread more about the Palestinian cause. Not really like, just, not like I'm going to Palestine. I'm going right. to go. I'm to not going to march into the Israeli embassy. It's more about like pushing Palestinian liberation and showing that the cause right. is still happening. You know, yeah. really getting it in the headlines, making sure that Palestine is very much still alive. Existence is resistance. Period, period, point blank. Period. Um, but yeah, don't set you guys self up for failure. Start small. Like, I understand that everyone kind of just wants to, like, be the best version of themselves, but that shit takes work. So start small. Build up. Look at, you know, you're from the inside and then out. You know, people are like, I want to work out. But girl, you can't work out if you're still dealing with depression inside, if you're still dealing with the the lack of capability of being able to take care of yourself. You have to confront those things first and then focus on the outside. You know what I mean? It's always so. put your mental health before anything. Yeah. Right. And I okay. take that and I take that very seriously. Same energy for 2022. 2022 is yeah. the year of cutting fake bitches off. Ooh. Right. The way Ooh. the way I went into 2022 and I was like no fake bitches, no nothing. Goodbye. Oh Dude, I was like looking at Instagram and a bunch of people, you know how like they posted like the New Year's thing 
right. I was in all my ex friends' New Year's like twenty twenty one like montage. Do they know that like, they're ex friends? I was like, do they what know? The fuck? I was like, yes. I was like, what the fuck? It's like I thought we were. <laughs> Are you? I was like, beach girls. We still a thing. I was like, I was in beach girls. I was in hers. What? But yeah, does she know was... that you guys aren't cool anymore? Yes, I literally I see her in the halls, and I'm like, I don't talk to her. Like I just like walk straight past her, and I'm like, I thought we were mutual on this one. She very much still wants to be friends with you. Everyone does your mom ever bring it up to you? Yes. Are, are her mom and your mom still friends, right? Yeah, our dads are best friends. Oh, that sucks. It makes everything so much worse. Oh my, my dad, like, my dad hangs out with her dad like every fucking day. No, that makes everything worse. Topic. We talked about New Year's resolutions. We talked about culture and parenting. We talked about the environment our parents grew up in. We really discussed the culture of parenting. We asked the tough questions about our childhood. We critiqued the ways that our parents raised us. We went into it, okay? And we are joined with our lovely co-host, Renee, doing all of it. Thank you for being here. Hey. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Our podcast comes out every other Monday. Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in to Young and Curious. Bye. Bye. Bye.